Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. cool way to start like a radio show like coming because we were talking like from the bunker i said that last time like from the cave out of the pool <laughs> out of the pool out of the pool and into the office oh, wet is <laughs> what i don't know you said we just came from the pool yeah right <laughs> it sounds um it sounds like an inappropriate office romance oh all right never uh, mind that is not the voice of emily that is the voice of special guest my mother uh usually i cringe when comics are like, man, my guest is my parents. It's like, why well, couldn't book anyone? But my mother was visiting for my brother's birthday, whom I also would like to have on the podcast, but he ditched me to go to a party. COVID safe party. And I was just like, you know what? People enjoy my mom so much on the gram and on the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show. And I think you guys liked the last episode. So I was like, let's get a bunch of the questions. Let's clear out the cobwebs. Get a bunch of the questions answered with some practical East Coast elegant advice. Well, thank you very much. And here we go. And away we go. I, my mom asked to see the questions ahead of time, and she made notes. I don't she want took, to blindside me. Well, she took your... I do it. I'm really good with improv. She took your quandaries very seriously. Um, are you ready to answer a lot of questions about best friends and nursing PhDs? I, I am ready. Hi, Eliza. I'm not a mouse. A little long, but you know... I know... Oh, jeez. Emily, come back and read... <laughs> But you know you love context, so here you go. I'm a 36-year-old female. In addition to having her master's in public policy, very on brand. Uh, I'm also a mom to a 10-month-old with a full-time job in government affairs. So like just sex relations going. in the White House? Okay. <laughs> I took a very decent maternity leave but never considered not working. I also enjoy working hard. And although balance, quote-unquote, is hard to find, uh, being fulfilled as professionally is quite frankly my jam. <laughs> So not important in the old question, but you don't I know that. for context. All right. Because now we get it some essence for the Okay, don't good point. Don't snore at her. One of my closest girlfriends who I've known for more than 20 years is also a mom and has made the decision to quit her job uh, and now works for an MLM. Mom, do you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Selling makeup to her female friends and relatives and the occasional gay dude. Um I have no problem with her making the decision to be a stay-at-home mom as it's arguably one of the hardest jobs out there, for sure. And women should be commended for it. But dealing with her being part of an MLM is so hard to swallow, totally. Since she became a quote-unquote director for this company, her social feeds are filled nonstop with bullshit scare tactics to get people to buy this makeup. And she's basically become the suburban housewife pushing products that we all cringe at. That is 
I just said cringe to start the show. I'm listening to a song called Cringe and she just said cringe. What are the odds? I think that that's serendipitous. No, oh, the universe is in alignment, even though I'm a little hungover. She has drank the Kool-Aid and it's so hard to witness. It's impossible to have a conversation with her without having her bring up the brand or have her try to sell a product uh, or use one of her company's lines about why we should switch to her brand and be with her team. All of our friends are well-educated and professionally successful and we've worked so hard to be where we are in our careers. My question is, is it shameless for her to claim to be a savvy businesswoman when she's just part of a pyramid scheme or am I just being too judgmental? Two, how can I politely tell her to fuck right off? No, how can I politely tell her that it's not right to brand yourself as an educator or a lobbyist when you don't have the training without hurting her feelings? Am I, I am all for women supporting women, but this seems to have gone a bit far. Mother? Well, first a comment on MLM, multi-level marketing. Uh, the comment there is P.T. Barnum that said, a sucker is born every minute. If you look it up on, uh, take Newskin, which is a fairly old multi-level marketing deal. Yeah, I remember. Deal, I remember Which it. we all got involved in. And Did you, you? Yeah. And the only time you make money is when you sell the same crap to, the, to another person. And there was a sucker born every minute. Almost no one actually buys it after they bought their kit. Then they go and get another friend to buy it. And the deal about the kid is you're buying it 50% off. Now you can sell anything out of there. You usually wind up using that, but you don't buy more. Newskin realized that, so they started coming out with Newskin vitamins because that you have to get every 30 days. Right. Bottom line, the Chinese government sued Newskin for $40 million in reparations because it's fraudulent. You're not really selling anything. And if you look at it— Wait, what do you mean the Chinese government sued them? They— Somehow they got involved in China selling it to whoever's buying it Chinese there. People. And the Chinese people said, this is fraud. You're not really selling anything. And if you look at the figures of who makes money. It's weird because they're always like so ethical in business. 85%. You read it on the internet right, right. now. 85% of the people that buy new skin make nothing. Right. 15% or 17% make something. Now that she's a director, that means she talks a really good game. The reality of all of this is you're not going to challenge her. She doesn't care if you think she's not an educated right. lobbyist. Right. What lobbyist is educated? Yeah, by the way, to to be a, a lobbyist is a party planner. Yeah, well, and that has a lot of money to influence you to do something. Yeah, but, but a lobbyist has no training. End of the day. I know this because I wrote a pilot about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's not for you to say. It's as if, imagine it this way. She becomes a born-again Christian. And all she talks about is finding Jesus and being born again. And you are Jewish. I'm just throwing that out there. But she keeps telling you how you're going to rot in hell if you don't believe what she believes. Or you're just a regular Christian. It's the same Kool-Aid. If she's, if This is her belief. So that's what it is. I feel bad for her because you're reaching for the moon. She's reaching for the stars. Off. Come on. On a professional podcast? Right in the middle of At my last line. 70 nurses listening. Well, I knew you, you're the unprofessional one. I said that one line and you said it. It was really important for me to say in that last sentence. I didn't know that was your last line. Well, it doesn't matter. I, okay. How was I supposed to know that? The say bottom line is you're reaching for the moon and she's reaching for the stars. Fact is, she's not getting there. And it's going to be sad because in a year or two when she runs out of suckers, it'll be over. And then I, she'll have to start all over again. So her... Question is, how can I politely tell her tell that her. it's not right? Okay. You cannot. You cannot. What you can say is, you know what? It's not my jam. That's so what you got to say. leave me out It's of not it. about, I think we see this a lot. What's bothering you is that her job is bullshit and she's trying to 
act like it isn't. She's okay. trying to sell you on something and you know, you're a smart girl. Um, and so you know better. So you're kind of saying like, hey, do you think I'm this dumb? I just, what you really want to say to her is I see you and I see what you're doing. And I want you to know that I see what you're doing. But that will only hurt her feelings. Exactly. All you Leave it is, alone. Say, just leave me out of just it. Just say, please don't, I have my stuff. Right, Went I'm to Walgreens, fine. I'm fine. Exactly. That's all you can do. Right. Um, is it shameless of her to claim to be a savvy businesswoman? You Let know her what? say whatever she wants. She can say whatever she wants, but she needs to respect that you don't want it. Right. There was, ah, there's a documentary on Netflix and I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's about, I think it's like doTERRA and like all those pressed oils. Yeah. Um, and that marketing scam and how huge this is and how most people don't make any money at it. So don't hurt her feelings. What you want from this is for her to stop pestering you. That's it. No proselytizing. That's but, it. Yeah, no proselytizing. And Good luck way, to you. I hope you do well. Newskin's been around for 20 years. So somebody's doing well. Also, yeah, someone, she could be the one that does well but and that's end, great, but it's not going to be cards. your money. Right. Yeah. So that's fair. Okay. Right. Moving on. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Follow up from an anonymous DM in response to the office person dealing with an overly scented coworker. I work in an office with my mom. Oh, so somebody's saying this. Okay, so just no, for your own edification. Got- well, you don't know. Oh, I can't. People True. don't know. Okay. We had a question a couple of weeks ago about a woman who, I guess they work next to each other and the girl next to her is too fragrant. Like it's too strong. That's, um, that's what she's saying. So this is, why someone, not read hers? This is context. You, you're being a terrible guest. This is context because this is in reference to a question that was asked so people don't know. So they don't know what we're referencing. What? It doesn't matter. She's just saying I have the same situation, but it's with my mother, so. Yeah, but if I don't say what the situation is. Go ahead, read it. You'll see what she says and you'll see it's the same thing. You don't have to in say. In response to an in-office person dealing with an overly scented coworker, mm-hmm. I was going to give a little bit more context because it, overly scented could mean bad body odor. Overly scented doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Doesn't necessarily Didn't mean it's we not decide body odor. scent was good and we odor did. was bad? We decided the word smell is bad. No one's like, ooh, come try this cake. It smells. I work in an office with my mother and I'm experiencing the same problem. She's still using some really terrible lotion from Christmas. Think those god-awful strawberry shortcake scented dolls. Um, the plan. Squirt it out a little bit every day before she gets to work to expedite it running out. Then give her a better smelling lotion. Didn't have another outlet for this thought. You guys make me look forward to my Wednesdays. I love that. I love that sabotaging her supply. You could do that, but then she's liable to go out and buy some more. What if she goes, she's like, oh, at Hobby Lobby, they have a whole bin of it. She also said it's cheap. First off, never tell your mother that she's wearing cheap perfume. You're insulting her. She thinks it's nice. She's not wearing, it's not a perfume. It's a lotion. You can be like, mom, that lotion. Either way, it's a scent and it's a cheap scent. Yeah. Never say that because you don't know what her income is, you don't know where expenses are, and that's just insulting. So leave that out. That's the first thing. Now, there's two ways you can go with this. Okay. One is you can be really obnoxious, buy some cannabis-scented perfume with a cannabis uh, um, candle and and layer it on, and then your mother will think that's nauseating. And then that's similar to when you pull up against a car who's blasting some rhythm beat, and you just come up right next to and you pull up next and throw on opera and see which one can be louder. Neither way of those, that doesn't work. The reality is I have a girlfriend, she wears opium. Yves Saint Laurent opium. It's expensive. And we go to dinner, and when she wears that, I can't eat. So I told her, look, I said, Debbie, please. You have a lot of perfume. What's Debbie's last name? Stop. Okay. When you, you have a lot of perfume, when you're going out with me, it's not like a surprise. Please wear something else. So you could say to your mom, mom, there's something about that lotion that you're wearing that is making me nauseous. Can you pick another one? And it, or wear none. Or wear none scented but if you your need mom, lotion. not a coworker. Right. And so say, mom, it's really, it's making me not feel well. Hey, Eliza, Emily, and Tianfu, my boyfriend <coughs> and I have been... Sorry. I had a... Okay, you know what? I've been together for almost 
I've been together for over three years. He's really amazing. And I'm hoping to spend the rest of my life with him. The challenge I face sometimes is that his family only speaks Spanish and I only speak English. So family gatherings, which happen often, are not the easiest. His family is so kind and welcoming, but I feel like I'm not doing enough to connect with them. Other than learning Spanish, which I'm trying to do, what can I do to connect with them, communicate more with them? Thanks for the advice. First, do you live in America? Primero. Probably you live in America. The language here is English. It's actually- It is not on you. Let me just finish. Oh, I just want to say there is no official language. But it is, okay, it is English. The language of the country is English. All right. And it's not on you to learn Spanish. It's on them to learn English. However, they see by the way you talk to their son, the way you look at their son, and the way he looks at you and how you interact together, that's all they need to know how much you love him and yep. that's what's important. The fact that you two can't speak to each other, let them figure it out. You, you, you're muddling through some Spanish and that's showing you give it the, the good old college try to say hello and a couple of other things yeah. and they're happy about that. You're not going to sit down and have a whole deep conversation. If they want to learn English... Let them because they're isolating themselves right now. And that's pretty sad. Um, I think they're probably trying to learn English and it's just that you're both kind of not there yet. I definitely have people in my life who don't speak English and, you know, you kind of get through it. You point, I mean, human emotions are all the same and what we want. And if, you know, we all kind of do the same things anyway. So no, you're not going to watch a telenovela and like get what they're talking about, but helping cook, you know, you understand if she's telling you to chop something, you understand if you bring a cake, they understand, you know, knowing a couple words and plus you have the son to go through, but it's really about your relationship with the son. Also, you're still, I know you want to spend the rest of your life with him, but like your priority is your relationship with him. That's as exactly long as the mom right. is cool and she's not a B and you're not a B, it's all good. That's Immigrants right. have been marrying each other for thousands That's of years. Right. You're okay. Here's number three. Oops, that was number three. What'd you label four? Okay. Hey, Eliza, love you. Her name is Ashley. Your Netflix specials have gotten me through this quarantine. Hoping to see you in Denver this year. I'm 31. I'm a single mom. A recent leukemia survivor. I've recently dipped my toes into the online dating world and quickly remember why I gave it up before I got sick three years ago. How did you know you found a good man and weed out the moldy rotten apples? 99% of the messages I get consists of something to the effect of, wow, how big are they? Yes, I am a triple D, by the way. Jealous. Or dicks, dicks, dicks. How did you get through this shit? show that is dating apps. Any help, advice, insight would be so helpful. P.S. Hashtag fried shrimp is the best sign off for the quick dick pick idiots. Well, mom, do you want to handle the online dating question? Yeah, wear a blouse with a jacket. What? This is the point. If you, you, you are a 36 triple D, that Wait. is quite large. What? I'm just... <laughs> that's, that is not small. And if it's what you're wearing is giving them cause to go, wow, how big are they? You're showing them off. If Would you want to see a guy wearing super tight pants where you actually saw a huge bulge in his pants? He would be showing that off. You are showing that off. You may not be thinking, but that's like that baby dance thing. Hold on. When you say, I'm just dancing, I'm not being sexy. The but the point is, you don't need to, to just show your face and your shoulders. That's all. And then move forward from there. You don't have, what you're I, wearing I, is probably something low cut or something tight. And you know that you are. If you don't know that, that's a whole other story. So you're, you're lying to yourself about that. I'm not saying to hide your body, but that's what you're going to get straight off the back because they don't know you. They know nothing about you, but that's the one thing that stands out. Is that what you want? You want to attract people for that reason? No, yes. of course you do. I, I, I actually disagree. 
Fine. I want you to wear a big plunging neckline. And then when they say, wow, how big are they? Don't be offended. Well, here's the other point. Um, let's say she's not. Let's say she's just wearing a tight T-shirt, normal T-shirt, just like you, sh- you know, let's say. She's not. Okay. You but wouldn't notice it otherwise. You would. You definitely would. If, you're, if you've got like a tiny waist and you've got these big tits. But let's, okay, let's say she, let's say she's wearing the plunging thing, whatever. I, online dating is extremely competitive and people are scrolling so fast mm-hmm. and people don't write back. You want to use what you can do. Attra- All you have are mm-hmm. your pictures. Well, that's what she's getting now. But, people saying, wow, how big are they? That's the first thing they notice. Okay, let me say this. I have big boobs and I wore uh, tank tops and I had bathing suit pictures in my one profile I ever made. I never got a wow, how big are they? So I would say to you, you know, um, I don't know the apps that you're using and I, I've been married for three years and I only did the one app. So I don't know like which ones are trash, which ones aren't, you know, ask around. I don't think there's anything wrong with physically putting yourself out there. But I bet you get, you're going to, by the way, I will post a picture of me and my dog and I will get just the most horrible things said to me. So while you're increasing the likelihood of that by just being a woman and having a body and being out there, I do think you're going to get some good with some bad. Um, And you can report these guys. I get dick pics and I talk about my husband and I am usually not even in like a bathing suit. People send me dick pics. Okay. So unfortunately, I think it is just, it, it, you do want to physically get someone's attention, just like you want to wear a beautiful dress into a room. You want to be like, hey, I want you to look at me. This is part of nature, especially online dating where they're scrolling through. You need to do something that separates you from the girl next to you. So how about your pretty face? Maybe she does that. By the way, it could be her face in some of them. And then in one picture, she's like, and here's what I look well, like. Well, then don't keep that picture in there if you don't want to have those comments. I think, they're still, I think she's still going to get those comments because I'm saying even I get those comments okay. and I am not posting those pictures. Okay. I remember, I think I told you this when I would go to work in New York City when I was like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. If I came out of the subway and I was wearing like a, a V-neck and there would be all the construction workers above working and they would, all these cat cows and... Uh, cat calls and screams and whoops and wha- because I was wearing a low-cut thing. The next day, if I wore a suit or a blouse that was buttoned up, I got nothing. It's the same person, but men will be men. And that's the thing they're looking but at. I also Are those say the that- guys you want to go out with? No, no, she doesn't. But you're saying you're annoyed by them writing that. It's going to happen. And then you'll get a guy that doesn't say, wow, how big are they? But is attracted to you and that's okay. Doesn't sound like she got that though. They're all doing that. Wear something else, see how it goes. To see how it goes. Right. Wear something else, see how it goes. You asked for mom's advice. There it is, folks. Did you label number five? Is that a five? Yeah. Okay. Looks like a beak. I am so sorry. (laughs) Hi, Liza and Emily. I love the dynamic you have together on the pod. Thanks. It's me, Emily, from Beyond the Grave. Eliza, I can't wait to see you live again on tour. Oh, me too. Tickets at Eliza.com slash tour. My question is one you've heard a hundred times, but mine is a bit of a catch. I am 24, female, still in college, making up a life of, 24 and still in college, okay, making up a life of my own away from my hometown. I've come to the realization that it's time for a friend breakup. Yes, I love it. I've been friends with this person for 15 years. We went to the same school for kindergarten to graduation, except she was a grade ahead of me. She got married a few years ago, moved a town a few hours away, started a family on her own. Pre-COVID, I tried to visit her at least twice a year. But since the beginning of the pandemic, I haven't felt it was safe to visit. Since I've not been down there in over a year, the friendship has fizzled. There are many reasons why I feel it's time to go our separate ways. She has come to visit me once in the three years since I moved away from home. Our daily phone calls turn into weekly to monthly. I don't remember the last time we spoke on the phone. 
I can chalk all this up to her having a family of her own and me being in a serious relationship. Shout out to my beautiful girlfriend. But as you say, the final nail in the friendship coffin was my grandpa recently being injured to the point that he needed surgery. And when I texted my friend to tell her, all that she replied was that she had to hear about my grandpa on Facebook without even asking how he was doing. The catch to all of this is my friend and I got matching tattoos together years ago. How do I let this friendship go without having feelings of regret every time I look at my tattoo? I hope the question wasn't too long. I would love any advice you have for me. P.S. Eliza, you read my comment once on your Instagram live and it made the black hole of social media all worth it. Space time. Okay. This is what I think. The friendship is dying. It was wonderful. You had 15 years of great friendship. You've gone separate ways. It's not sad. It was part of growing up. Yeah. If you wanted it to still be there, you would get on the plane or the train and go visit her. Yeah. But you, you're living separate lives. And the longer you do that, the more different exposures you will have. Um, if you're stupid enough to get a tattoo, which you did, um, <laughs> the good news about that, the good news is not to look at it in regret that you don't have this friend is to look at it in memory of how wonderful it was when you had that. Do not cut me off right now. I thought you were going to say, look at it and remember what a bad idea tattoos are. You look at it and say how wonderful that was and what good times you had. It's not regret. The regret is that you got a tattoo. The good news is you didn't get it when you were 12 because you'd be walking around with teenage mutant ninja turtles on your arm instead of some peace sign or something else that you thought was important three, four years ago, which no doubt is meaningless now. Um, but look at it as, you know, that's a nice thing. I have a friend whose daughter, I went, I saw her and she had on her arm numbers. I said, what is that? She said, oh, that's the, the date my dog died. Really? She, I said, but you got two numbers. She said, I have a girlfriend and she died then. So I said, you have two sets of numbers on your arm. Are you going to put your parents' dates on there when they die? And she went in the other room and started to cry. I said, don't you show me numbers right there on your arm and expect people not to have a, a comment. I thought she was from a concentration camp. She puts numbers on her arm. Bottom line, the, you have this tattoo. It's a memory of a great time. And yeah, you know what? I have my best friend from when I'm 12 years old. And you will never have a friend like that again because you will never have a friend that you went from undershirts to bras in. You'll never have a friend that you shared braces with and first kisses with and all of those things that you did Maybe for 15 years. Totally. So those are great memories and you got the tattoo for it. And now you're moving on. You, that, you will never lose that memory. Yeah. And God knows you're never going to forget it every time you look at the tattoo. <laughs> I vote cover it up with a life-size replica of the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> a bald eagle clutching it. Always remember. Next. The year in American. I guess you are. You could be Canadian. Eliza, Emily, Snow Peach, and Blanche. Okay, Anonymous, I hate to tell you this. Blanche died a very long time ago, but her memory remains. I don't have a tattoo to prove it, but her memory <laughs> yeah, remains. a tattoo of Blanche. Another grad student fan here, LOL, but not in... But not in... Okay. Do you want me to read it for you? Not in budding. What does that mean? But not in budding. I was trying to make sure it wasn't a typo. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay. I'm a PhD student in the clinical sciences, and I've been with my boyfriend for five years. Now, before you say dump him, he has a lot of great qualities that I love, but there's also something I'm not sure how to address. He's historically made small digs about my education and education in general, saying things like college doesn't mean anything. And when I say, how can you say that to me? He usually says, well, yours is different or something to that effect. Recently, it's been more personal. 
And when I bring up something from a lecture or something I've been researching that's relevant to our conversation or that I'm passionate about, which isn't very often, he will say things like, why do you have to use such big words? It makes it seem like you're trying to sound smart and it's unnecessary and annoying. By the way, unnecessary is a big word. For context, it's words like proliferation. When talking about brain cancer and the ketogenic diet. Anyways, these digs have been happening more and more. This is just one example, but the criticism span the way I talk about my what I'm passionate about, academia in general, professional attire, et cetera. More context. I'm in a full-time position in healthcare science, full-time PhD student and adjunct facility. My entire professional future will be quote unquote big words and quote unquote professional attire. And I'm not sure I can take what feels like belittlement forever. He doesn't have a college degree, but is successful in his career as a male stripper. That's not part of it. Uh, Any advice on how to approach this is appreciated as I feel like I've said multiple times that his talking down about my academic and professional path is hurtful, but he has lots of other amazing, amazing qualities I truly love. Okay, here's the thing. Dump him. First of all, there's an expression, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Take a look at your friends. Take a look at his friends. Where where are they? Where do they live? What do they do? Look at your friends. Where are they? What do they do? Do they match together at a party? Or is this guy just such an incredible lay? However, you are going for this advanced degree and you use sesquipedalian words. And at the end of the day... The end of the day, he's the smarter one because you're an idiot. You're the one that's so ensconced in all of the of the the um, what is that word? The the narrow atmosphere up where you are, and you all the people you will be with are like that. That's not him. The part of you that's an idiot is that you don't see it, and he does. That's the reality. You're academically smart, but you're not socially savvy the way he is. He's telling you. Maybe bed is great between the two of you. He may be really centered and fabulous, but if the way you talk bothers him and the way you flaunt that with your friends, you will never have a social relationship with him and his friends. And you have a choice. You can either break it off now or wait until you get married, have kids, and then get divorced because this is not happening. Yeah. Just telling you. It's, that's great that he's hot because that's obviously all the only thing. Um, Also, he's making you feel bad. And by the way, as someone, I have gone out with guys who have been like, she's too smart for me. And I'm like, okay, bye. The truth is, and I'm like, I'm not a genius. I just speak well. And I think it makes him feel small. I think it makes, I think, I think it makes him feel intimidated. And I think it makes him feel insecure. Yes, me thinks you are right. Me thinks also things, uh, intimidation, when a man is intimidated and when a man feels threatened, it is such, it is uglier than a drunk woman. A guy who feels threatened by a woman's intelligence, it manifests itself in really bitchy, ugly ways. And this will not stop. And this will dim your light. And you will look back at the door. Yeah. Please. It doesn't matter how hot he is. Like maybe you guys can like hook up for fun, but this is not the Out the door. Maybe just hook up. Sorry. Maybe they'll hook up one more time. Maybe just when they're drunk. (laughs) It's sad, but you have to face the music. Or just, you know, have a party at your house and tell them to bring his five best friends and you bring your five and see how that goes. Great, let me get a shit shine and shave. And when and the party right is there. over, when the party is over. You switch partners you and say, have sex with all his hot friends. No, when the Come party's on. over, that's how you ease out of it. You'll say, this isn't working, is it? And he'll go, no, it's not working. That's the reality of it. Yeah. It's a kind way to break it off. Tina. This is from Tina. Okay. I have a wedding-related question that I'd be curious to know what Eliza would do in my situation. First, my wedding is still three months away. It was supposed to be last summer. Shout out to my fellow COVID brides. Replanning a postponed wedding is not the most fun. 
I just sent out the invitations last week. I've already started getting registry gifts sent to our house and my fiance feels like it's not appropriate to open them this early. However, I don't want a ton of crate and barrel boxes piled up in my living room for the next three months and I don't want to be overwhelmed by opening everything at once after our wedding. I didn't anticipate getting this many gifts this early on. Normally when I attend weddings, I either bring a gift with me or I mail it to the couple a few days before. Is my fiance right in thinking it's not polite to open gifts before the wedding? Also, for these early gifters, do I send a thank you card right away or wait until after the wedding to be able to thank them for coming as well? Or should I send two cards? No, you don't, you don't thank them for coming to the wedding. Exhausting me already. You don't thank them for coming to the wedding. You paid for it. That, that's not a thing, by the way. I don't want to spend so much on postage and thank, you, and thank you cards, but I also don't want the early gifters to feel like I'm being rude. This is so simple. Open the gift. Open the gift. Send it. Send thank you. Note. They'd like to know that you received that's it. That's all they care about. It wasn't a, a mix-up. Open the gift. You may, <clears throat> excuse me, you may set it aside to not use it. Sure. You know, and that's fair because you're saving it for your special day. So it might be a dozen glasses, a, a dozen plates. Just set it aside, put it in the cabinet, write the note. Write the note immediately. Immediately. Do I, I open them because what happens is as it gets closer, people send gifts. You'll get gifts before, you'll get gifts after. I, the second I got the gift, I would write the note and I'd send it out. So I never forgot. You do not send a thank you for coming to the wedding card. No. Nobody needs that. No. Your um, fiance, I know he means well, but that he is wrong. Open the gift, send the card. Right, just don't use it. And that's the nice compromise with the fiance. You know, or we're use opening it. it. No, use it. What but you may decide. Rice, you want a rice cooker. Okay, rice. that's up to you. Send the thank you note because people need to know that you got it. They yes. know you like it because you picked it. Yes. That's the other thing. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like 
like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Anonymous. And you say, yeah, yeah, right. She said she doesn't want a bunch of crate and barrel things. Yeah, I get it. Doesn't matter if it's crate and barrel or Walgreens. The fact is you don't want boxes all over the house. So unwrap it, make a note. And you know what you should do? Keep a list of everyone you invited and then check off that you, that you responded because there can be a screw up. Or sometimes you keep a list of who is invited, what they sent you, and then that you sent a note because... It's nice to remember at the end of the yeah. whole thing, three, four months later, who gave me that? Right. Even though you won't know them anymore. No, no stop. That's not true. Anonymous. I love what you do. Um, thank you so much. Okay. To the point. I have a situation at work and I'm thinking, what would Eliza say? This is the deal. My supervisor is a total creep. Came on to me despite my multiple statements about not being interested. He straight up told me he wanted to see me outside of work and that he was interested in me. I told him that would not be appropriate since he was my boss and married and that I was not interested. He retorted with, I know you're interested. Just say no. I actually said, actually, no. Small company, but I went to HR and since then he has had it out for me, using his power to make work miserable. Owners making excuses. It's 2021. How can this still be a thing? Help. P.S. For more info, I left a job of three years for a better career move. We are professionals who consult for government and entities. This is a career and not just a job. Also, single mother trying to build a better life for me and my teenage kids. That's a tough you got one. it tough because it's a small company. You've already reported it to HR. And so you say this instead. I'll tell you what. Let's go out and then call his wife and tell him where to meet you. Yeah. And, oh, well, her oops. issue isn't that. It's that he's now making life difficult. I understand. So I'm going to play ball. Let's go out. Let's go to dinner. But be sure to call his wife and say, your husband asked that you meet him here. And then have her Show I think she wants to do that. Well, that's the only way you can get do even. Do you have so to any speak. texts? Do you have any texts? Do you have any proof of this? Because you could be like, you got to be cool to me because I have the receipts. If he's going to, you might have to get a little dirty back. Yeah. Well, that's if he has it. But he's, she's already reported. What did she say when she reported him to HR? Just that he made life miserable for her. Or maybe she said he makes advances. And I, I think since then he's made life miserable. Right, since she reported it to HR, right. he has made life miserable. Has she reported it to HR since then? Mm. Does she have examples mm-hmm. of him making her life more miserable than before? Sure. That we don't know. Emily always says, you know, keep <clears throat> notes, meticulous notes. You know, there is a version where you go back to HR and maybe I hate, I don't want to be the one that's like, oh, you threatened to sue, but it's like, look, I do a good job. What he's doing is illegal. Right. You know? But and you want to stay at that company. You say it's a small company, yet there is somebody in charge of human right. resources. So it can't, can't be that, be that small. small. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah, I you, would say keep all the notes that you can. Do you get any, are there any other women there who maybe have the same situation? The same situation and you could band together. Yeah. Write a movie about it. Well, yeah. There, there's too many missing pieces here. Like what do we mean by he's making your life more miserable now than before? 
That's an interesting question. And do you have anything in print that would suggest, A, the flirtation, and B, more importantly, that he's making your life more miserable? Oh, it's so brutal because I so don't have a job like this. And so like my then path is so, right. no, it's so tough. Cause I, I'm, I'm so cavalier. Cause she even wrote in there. She's like, just, so you know, it's a career, not a job. Cause my thing is always like, if it's just a job, quit. Like it's a hamburger hut, go somewhere else. Right, but, but it's a career. Did she say where the career is in terms of her being able to get another job in the same field someplace else? She didn't. Well, and I also wonder, thought. you know, I wonder, there is that thing too with women where it's like, then you get this reputation that you're difficult and you go to a new company and they know someone at the old, like it follows mm, you if you didn't, it maybe. happens. Right. It right, happens. Right. My heart goes out to you. And of course, I do have to ask how you're dressing in the office, although it's probably standard office. It, no, it, that exists. That exists. You know, when you wear an extra short skirt or something that's plunging a little bit more, it sends off a different vibe. Well, that's not the most professional attire. And I don't say that. You do. I know something. I don't know. Hey, Eliza, Emily's gotten beautiful Tianfu. She Wait is a beautiful. Did we solve it for her? Well, we can't really solve it. We don't know enough, but we gave the, our best pitch, which is get band stuff together in with other women, get it in writing, go back to HR. You don't have to band together. The first thing get is get anything you can. And you walk back in there. Or, you know, I would maybe have a tape recorder with you when you're talking There's to that. And or you just bring in the trap them into that. Be like, I will oh, yeah, fuck I up your life. I want to take back my wife comment because- Okay. That couldn't make you're that's putting you in, in their bed and making it unlivable for her. And she didn't do anything yet, the wife. I've definitely I know that I've said that. I know that's happened to me in my entertainment career where someone says something and I'm like, cool, would you want your wife to read that? Cool. Mm. Do you want to call your wife? Well, you gotta have it either a tape recording or yeah. on I wonder paper. if he's still hitting on you or if he's just being an <clears throat> asshole. Hey, Eliza, Emily Scott, and beautiful Tianfu. Please acknowledge how beautiful she is, Mom. Uh, yes. She's beautiful. Hands down. She's a beautiful baby. Furry baby. Furry baby girl. I got Boneless mar- beast. Boneless beast. Yes. <laughs> Would you go on, please? I got married October 3rd, 2020. We had a super small wedding of 25 guests because of COVID, but originally planned on 200 guests. We're having a party when this is all over. Thank you for that aside. My sister was my maid of honor and I had one other bridesmaid. My sister did absolutely nothing. She never planned anything for the three of us to do. She expected me and the other bridesmaids to do it. On the wedding day, she did nothing to help, drank way too much, went up to the buffet before us, yelled at the musician because they weren't playing songs her and her boyfriend wanted, and then left without so much as a goodbye. Ugh. I haven't spoken to her since, but have been thinking about reaching out. Recently, my husband and I have started our own event planning and design business. I know, shitty timing, but eventually people will be able to party again. My sister saw our launch announcement on Facebook and laughed at us. I no longer want to reach out to her. Is it okay to cut my family out of our lives without making the rest of my family upset? Also, my grandmother's 97. And when that time comes, I will have to deal with my sister and her boyfriend. Any advice on how to deal with them in a civil manner? Thank you and sorry for the long message. Can't wait to see you in Niagara Falls, Ontario in January. Well, here's some interesting questions I have about that because I'm missing a couple of pieces of the puzzle. One, is your sister a functioning alcoholic? Yeah. Because it feels like she is. Yeah. The second thing is, you said she's your maid of honor, not your matron of honor. However, I kind of have a feeling she's older than you are. And being the maid of honor and watching your kid sister get married is a little bit of a an emotional slap in the face. And so she's drinking mm. and then does nothing to help you. Right. Doesn't set up anything. 
and leaves without saying anything, leaves the party. She is an alcoholic and she is resentful, and but she is your sister and blood is still thicker than water. And before you write her off completely, you might want to have a, not a come to Jesus, but a, because that's almost mean, but just a, Maybe with your mother there or something, but you just want to say, what are you, what's happening here between us? Unless you had a shitty relationship all the time. Right. But that doesn't say good or bad there. Is is this a surprise? Like, was she awesome? And then that day, it was weird. Like, you asked her. She was, she didn't participate in the months coming. I'm saying in your life of knowing her. Right, right. That's the question. So I wonder, yeah, is she upset? I had a bridesmaid like that at my wedding. I had a bridesmaid who, got so drunk, mm. she left, all, we all got changed at the venue. She left her car keys, her makeup, her wallet, mm-hmm. everything. But she does that frequently. But you that's a lot, you. to leave your things, to yeah. leave your wallet. Yeah. So fucked up, didn't even stay for the cake. Right. Didn't say goodbye, was just gone, and I stopped being friends with her. Right. So I'm just saying- But and, she was she, that way before, so it's not- That was extreme. Yeah. And she was with her boyfriend, and I do think it is- for some women, I've been to plenty of weddings when I wasn't engaged and I was just happy for them. I think for some women it's triggering and it does sound like she's an alcoholic. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if she was always like this because if she wasn't and she was always cool and then that day she did that, there's something going on. Right. Or and you kind of always knew do it. Do you remember the movie with Sandra Bullock when she was an alcoholic and ruined her sister's wedding completely? Emily, if only Emily were here, she would oh, yeah, Emily. <laughs> That's the end of it? I'm telling you, she's an alcoholic yes, and you happening. need to have a, a sit down with her if in fact she was a terrific sister before. If she's not, then just include her at uh, Christmas cards. She sounds sad, but yeah, she also sounds really hot. Okay. Nobody sounds hot. She sounds she hot. Sound? Really? My boyfriend making out, getting drunk, getting out of here. Mm, she can't like, help herself. Oh, she's an alcoholic. A hot alcoholic. Hey, Eliza and Emily. <clears throat> I manage a dog grooming salon, so I'm not a nurse or in grad school. She put an exclamation point. So I'm not a nurse or in grad school. I really like to hear your thoughts. I love my soon-to-be fiance. I know because I picked out the ring and his family. I love them so much. But the thought of a wedding doesn't appeal to me at all. Never has. I have nothing against marriage, but a wedding just seems like a lot of time, energy, and money for something I really don't care about. My boyfriend and his family are pretty traditional, and I know he really wants a full-blown wedding, whereas I'd be fine never getting married or even eloping. He's willing to compromise for me and do something small, maybe in his parents' backyard or something. What are your thoughts? A lot of people have told me not having a wedding is something I may regret down the line. I'm just feeling conflicted and could really use some advice. First of all, who's paying for the wedding? That was not mentioned. And is there an option to have the money instead? If that's an, if you're talking about a backyard, it's not a big deal wedding and it's small. It's not a big expense. If you're not willing to do that to make your husband happy, oof. I'm saying there's something else there's something else wrong in terms of marriage is give and take. Yeah. I'm not saying you give everything and he takes everything or vice versa, but this is so small. Yeah. I can't even believe that it's a question. So you have a small one, he's already compromising, not having a big bash. Okay, we'll do it in the backyard. We're What's traditional. What is the big deal? What's the big deal? You somebody makes it. He's got to make it official anyway if you're getting married. So what's the big deal if someone says you're married, or you do it at the courthouse and then have a party? Well, that is a wedding. The party is a wedding. No, you, hold on. 
the wedding is the actual wedding of two people brought together. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that. So I'm saying you could do that privately and then just have the party. She didn't say anything about the privacy of a service. She says the parents are traditional. That means there's going to be a, a priest or a rabbi or something that is there. I'm just saying, mother, that if it really bothers you, you could just get married at a court, you know, because you're going to have the state has to sign off on it. And then if they want to have that party where they present, you know, there's, there is the give and take to that. You're worried. Okay, fine. But they're traditional and the give and take is we'll do it small in the backyard. If they are- Are you sure you want to marry this person? Right. If they are traditional, in many cases, you go to the church first and then all the people go from the church to the venue. Uh So the church may be down the block. Like when Kate was married in Martha's Vineyard, we went to the church and then we left the church. We walked two blocks to the uh, yacht club and had the party, which was a small party inside the, the club there. And you just walk from one to the other. That was a traditional wedding because it's not just the bride and groom that are at the service. There are the witnesses, which are the you know, other people. Anonymous here. I was promoted earlier this year to a position with direct reports, background global corporate sales. I'm a high, I'm a high performer. I'm in love with my career and took this promotion as a recognition of my achievements and ability to empower others. Here's the issue. I can't seem to disconnect my brain from work when it's the end of the day. I lament on items that have passed by and I reread emails I've sent looking for issues with my communication. It is impacting my personal life. I can't enjoy my time off and I've been hesitant to plan vacations because I'm afraid to be away from work. I love my job, but I hate who it's making me when I'm not working. The truth is that I'm never not working, even if it's cerebral. I'm not a doctor. I don't save lives. Hell, I'm not even in grad school. I need to know how to take my career less seriously and not spend the rest of my life being afraid that if I decrease my time at work, I will lose it all. I have not struggled with this, but I've definitely felt that way. Like if I don't get up every night, I will not be part of the scene or I will lose it. But I really believe that there's a lot of power in no. And there's a power in setting boundaries. And nobody works that hard. First of all, you're not the CEO of a company. You're not running a startup. You are an employee. And if you're happy where you are, I I bet you it will start to affect your work. You need to figure out a way to find something that fuels you and gives you that validation and gratification outside of work. How long has she been in this job? Did she say? I don't think she said she just can't disconnect. I'm kind of getting the idea that she's not secure in the job, that she's worried that she didn't do a good enough job. And do you remember when you first came out to Los Angeles and you called it the waiting room because you never wanted to go on vacation, never want to go anywhere right. for because that would be the time that yes. they would call you and then you wouldn't be there. But it feels like the more secure you get it is the more you can say no. Yeah. You there know, is a power in, in I'm out of the office now. I'm not checking my email today. Right. Things can wait. I always, I check every email every minute. I always get back to people. And what I realize is if I don't do that, they're still going to trickle in as slowly as they do and people will wait for you. Yeah. If you're good at your job, people will wait for you. You need to set up your boundaries. Yeah, she's kind of nervous, maybe a little obsessive. Yeah. Like, was she that way in school? Did she always reread her, her uh, what do you call it? dork in school? Yeah, no, rereading to make sure that everything is perfect because it never is. And, and is that part of her personality? It's kind of the thing where like your anxiety, we see all those memes like your anxiety at night, you go to bed and you just kind of like rethink about all of those comments you made during the day. The right. email is fine. Chant, like everything's fine. 
it seems like more than anything, you do need a vacation or an outlet. And I bet the second you take it, right. you'll be like, oh my God, what have I been doing? Or, or you can't, you go away on vacation and you still can't get rid of it. You keep thinking about, I think you almost I, need to put the sign up on your door that says I'm good enough. I also think that you're not where you want to be yeah. because there's a thing where you get where you're like, oh, I got to stay there. But you know, it's like you go to a show and all the comic, the younger comics, you know, like sometimes they're shitty to each other. Nobody wants to get any feedback. Like it's kind of this rat race. And then the higher up you get, the more secure the comics are. Like Pat Oswald's not sitting there like, God, I, I hope that they like well, me. <laughs> I hope that they like me. And I really hate that guy. Like they're nice. It's easy. The more successful people are, they tend to oh. be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. You even get that vibe when you listen to Jerry Seinfeld, or Jay Leno, or any of those people. They're, in a, they're not in a rush. They already made it. They yeah. know. They don't have to stab anybody in the back to get something. Yeah, or they are and we don't know. But act like you've been here before. Give That's yourself a, a break. Act like you've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Act like you've left the house before. <laughs> it's time for Top of the Cop. It's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cop. My Top of the Cop. Well, you go first. You're my. You're the mother. Oh, my top of the cob really is coming to see your house. Thank you. Okay. And my bottom of the cob is being here. No. <laughs> <laughs> my bottom of the cob. Gee, I had it right before. Oh, my bottom of the cob is leaving. Okay. That's broad. Well, leave. Oh, no. My top of the cob was arriving at the house, seeing your house for the first time, and seeing you for the first time in a year and a half. Okay. Smelling you, as Aww. I told you. What do I smell like? You. You smell like you. That's right. It's Whereas before, I mean, I've seen you on FaceTime, but that's not the same thing. You don't get smell-o-vision. No smell-o-vision. My top of the cob is not as sentimental. It is roasted garlic. <laughs> that's a top. Which I probably smell like now. Noah made a whole thing of garlic oh, confit. So and I came home after my shows and I went out with some friends. I was very drunk. And I just sat in the kitchen eating roasted garlic with salt on it and a pickle out of the container. Garlic and, and a pickle. My toot smelled weird. Uh, but it's tasty. It's very satisfying. A little sweet. Garlic and a pickle? Where there's a half sour in there. Is there like a baton to jar? pregnancy thing on this? I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I'm right. just a total pig. <laughs> Bottom of the cob is uh, I did, I ran my hour twice in Hollywood, and it's at a roofless venue, the Whitley. I'm sure many of you have seen me there. And there was a protest outside. And there was a helicopter over me for like 15 to 20 minutes of my second set. And it was just, it was like one of those dreams where you just can't get to class and like it won't end. That's what that was. And uh, it's just a heckle from LAPD for 15 minutes. And my oh. spirit left my body. And I don't know what I said to everyone, but I think it worked. Everyone had a good time. But that was a... Uh, a very special kind of brutal. In fact, somebody posted on your Instagram, Eliza versus the LAPD. It was a lot. It was a bit much, boys. Mom, bottom of the cob is leaving, you said, right? Bottom of the cob is tomorrow. I mean, uh, Tuesday morning. It's going to be my top of the cob, I'll be honest. It probably will be. Oh, man. No. Well, that's my mom. Those are our questions. Those are the answers. Click, like, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. 
Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.